The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was one of the Pharisees called Nicodemus, a leading Jew, who came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who comes from God, for no one could perform the signs you do unless God were with them. Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, unless you are born from above, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How can a grown person be born? How can they go back into their mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I tell you most solemnly, unless a person is born through water and the Spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be surprised when I say you must be born from above. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. And that is how it is with all who are born of the Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. So we meet Nicodemus again. We've we've gone back to the start of John's Gospel. But remember we met Nicodemus the other day when he and Joseph of Arimathea went and buried the body of Jesus. So here's Jesus' first encounter with Nicodemus. It's at night. Nicodemus is coming to Jesus secretly. And Nicodemus, as we'll hear in tomorrow's Gospel, is called a teacher in Israel. But Nicodemus himself is calling Jesus Rabbi. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who comes from God. And so Nicodemus recognises something in Jesus already. And it's something troubling him. He wants to understand. He wants to take us. He wants to be taken on the journey. When you think about uh, our God, our God is always the one who wants to take humanity on the journey. I suppose the first act of of, uh, God wanting us to notice him is the act of creation itself. We look to the beauty of creation, the wonder of creation, the beauty of human life, the wonder of human life. And it asks us, is this just by chance? Or is this a sign of of a God who 
who creates us and loves us. And throughout history, the history of the Jewish people and then the history of the church, God has continued to, to be our teacher, the one who reveals to us and takes humanity on the journey. And often in the Old Testament, you know, we see the images of an angry God. And this is what we even get in the psalm. God who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord is laughing them to scorn. Then he will speak in his anger. His rage will strike them with terror. It is I who have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. You know, and often that's that where the image um, of a, a God to be feared, to be afraid of comes from. But the prophets are always wanting to call us back to a God that, that cares for the poor and the vulnerable. And then in the person of Jesus, we see the face of God who reaches out to the sinner, the outcast. No one is excluded from his love. And it's from that perspective that once again we're called to enter into today's gospel reading. I tell you most solemnly, unless a person is born from above, they cannot see the kingdom of God. It's a reminder that we have to see things through heavenly eyes. And we do that by entering into the very life and mission of Jesus himself, of dying to self and being filled with the gift of his Holy Spirit. It's like we heard in the, the prayer this morning. Um, Grant, almighty God, that we who have been renewed by these paschal rem remedies, these Easter remedies, transcending the likeness of our earthly parentage, transcending the likeness of our earthly parentage, may be transformed into the image of our heavenly maker. We're called to become more and more like God. We're called to be filled with his Holy Spirit. I think often um, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, as Catholics, we can be really, really quite passive about it. Um, the Pentecostals talk about uh, being born again. And the danger is for them too that they can be quite passive. This, this event happens just like baptism and that's it. That's the defining moment. But no, the action of the Spirit is like a spring that starts within us and flows more and more until it becomes a flood, a river. Um, running higher and higher through our lives. And that's the journey of the spiritual life. It's dying to those things of earth and, and being more attuned to that spirit of God working in our hearts and in our lives. You know, and that's what David um, uh, said in the psalm. Why this arrogance among the nations, these futile plots against the people, kings on earth setting out to war, princes making alliance against the Lord and his anointed. So when we get caught in earthly things and we lose that presence of, of the, the Holy Spirit in our lives. We hear Paul, uh, Peter rather, praying, Lord, take note of the threats and help your servants, 
that's you and I, to proclaim your message with all boldness, by stretching out your hand to heal and to work miracles and marvels through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And this is what Peter's expecting us, you know, that we're going to heal, that we're going to work miracles through the hand of Jesus. We're called to be bold. And in response to Peter's prayer, the house where they prayed began to rock, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to proclaim the word of God boldly. Today, let's once again pray for that release of the Holy Spirit that we were given to given us in its fullness in our baptism and confirmation so that we may speak boldly of our faith in Jesus and in his name do wondrous things for the greater glory of God.